Before we get started, if you have some spare time, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts, which gets more listeners to the show. Have a good one, guys. Hey guys, welcome to episode 57 of the Jez and Friends podcast. Um, today is pretty much all about leadership, and this guest epitomizes what it means to be a leader. Um, she's achieved so much, such as college captain Nurad Gundic, um, and I'm sure others will touch on. Ella, how's it going? Been a while. Yeah, I'm I'm going really well, thank you. How are you? <laughs> yeah, not too bad. We spoke about like obviously sitting the gap today and you know being back. Um, what about yourself? Like, how's that been online doing uni? Um, I definitely prefer being in person. <laughs> I can yeah. definitely say. Um, yeah, especially I'm doing a double degree. I'm doing um, science chemistry as one of my degrees, so I've missed out on countless numbers of labs, and um, just watching someone do it like a recording of a lab and then having to write about it is just not the same as like going in person and doing it but you know I'm double vax now so hopefully next year it'll be okay but that's what we were saying in 2020 as well so (laughs) we'll see (laughs) yeah fingers crossed Ella and we always like start with our hypotheticals and it's a good segue because obviously for me exams are coming up um and in terms of that approach like what would you do differently um if you were to like do your VC exams again Oh, um, I probably set myself a more realistic schedule because in my head I was like, I'm going to do two or three practice exams per day leading up to my exams and I'm definitely going to do that and I'm not going to give myself any break days. I'm just going to set that pace and then like that was just a bit unrealistic. (laughs) Um, Just thinking that I was going to all of a sudden get that motivation to do everything. Um, So definitely because like I think setting goals is important but if you set yourself unrealistic goals like you're just not going to meet them and then you're just going to get upset (laughs) um so yeah definitely with your goals try and make sure they're realistic (laughs) it's probably the the most important thing um yeah that and just focusing on the basics as well because um sometimes you just want to focus on the really hard stuff but then like once you can get the basics down for like maths and science especially just like then everything else is easy Oh, yeah, that's awesome <laughs> advice. Um, I'll probably take that on. Um, just been doing like one exam a week leading up, but um, just trying to keep it consistent, I guess. So consistency. Yeah, yeah. Critical. Making sure that like if you forget one time, then that's okay. But just don't forget twice in a row, and then, then you should be good. <laughs> yeah, and um, obviously you know you're past um high school now and like onto uni, but. How about, like, let's discuss, like, the beginning. Obviously, growing up in Sydney for, like, the majority of your childhood. So, like, obviously, COVID's a factor for both our cities right now, including Melbourne. But, like, what was your um, memories growing up in Sydney? Obviously, the Opera House have been a pretty cool place, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, i got to be honest. When, when my dad first said, oh, we might be moving to Melbourne, I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure, I don't mind. And then a week later, he said, okay, it's finalised. We're moving to Melbourne in a couple months. And I was just not having it. I really, really did not want to move. And um, I remember discussing with my dad, like I was like, so, because my grandparents lived, well, lived in Sydney. They moved um, to be uh, in Melbourne with us about a year after we moved. But I was discussing the logistics of me moving back when I was in year 12 or as soon as I graduated, I really wanted to move back to Sydney because I just did not want to be here at all. And then I lived here for about six months and I was like, wait, this is, this is kind of good. <laughs> and now I love Melbourne and um, Sydney, is not as good as Melbourne, definitely. <laughs> um, yeah, so sorry to people who live in Sydney. But um, I think it is a bit hard to compare them just because I lived in the suburbs of Sydney. And then mm. whereas I'm like almost, like, I'm just on the outskirts of the CBD here. So it's obviously like a much easier for me to get into the city and for me to go out now that I'm older as well. Like when I was in Sydney, I was like 12. So I wasn't going any, out any, anywhere. <laughs> but where, now that I'm in Melbourne, well, not now, obviously, because of lockdown. Yeah. But it's been pretty easy for me to just go out into the city and hang out with my friends. Well, actually, I have been for picnics and stuff recently. But, um, yeah, I uh, definitely like Melbourne a lot better. Just the vibe is <laughs> a lot nicer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. I feel like, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like the CBD in Melbourne um, is probably more, you know, um, just captures the attention a bit more than Sydney for some reason, even though I haven't lived yeah, in Sydney I get as long that. as you. I think uh, Sydney, when you go to the CBD in Sydney, it's um, very like businessy, whereas like I feel like the CBD in Melbourne is much more like, like much less businessy. It's more like people going out and re- going, to ha- going to restaurants and going to Melbourne Central and like shopping and stuff, whereas like 
you know, in Sydney, it doesn't really feel like you're there to, to party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's an awesome description, Ella. And um, <laughs> we'll move on to, like, obviously, speaking of the city, you study at RMIT um, Uni, yeah. which is down Swanson Street where I work at KFC. Shout out to them. But um, <laughs> anyway, give us a rundown on your course you're studying, like, um, more in-depth, like, obviously a double degree. I think that's four years and like how does it work because business and um, obviously chemistry are like two different facets in their own fields. Yeah um, I'm someone who really likes to have a lot of um, like a broad sort of range. I like yeah. to cast my net wide. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, when I'm doing the same thing for too long I get really really bored so that's why I picked a, a double degree because I was like well I really like chemistry I really like business and then I didn't really want to have to pick between the two. So, um, and then I found RMIT that had a double degree. So I was like, okay, I guess that's where I'm going. <laughs> and um, they, they do both of the degrees really, really well. So most of my classes are, well, what I was meant to do is I was meant to have one business class in semester one and one in semester two. But then I ended up just doing both of them in semester one so I could load up on classes in the first no. semester. <laughs> so I would have to take less in the second semester, um, which, in hindsight, I don't know if I would have done that again because in my head I was like, oh, I'll get all of my classes out of the way and then just have less classes at the end of the year. But I think I should have like loaded down in the start so that I could mm. like get used to uni, but oh well. No, that's <laughs> um, Yeah, but um, it's really good because um, you get to meet a lot of different people as well. Because I find that, especially for chemistry, like because the science department isn't that big at RMIT, like the, there's heaps of business classes, but not as many people like I think there's only three people who are doing the sa the exact same double degree as me so it's you know quite small <laughs> um so you kind of see the same people in all the science classes but then I get to meet other people in all the business classes as well so it's good <laughs> yeah I feel like there's too many people on the media chain like me but um <laughs> <laughs> yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> all good now do something you like though <laughs> yeah fair enough um that's good advice as well yeah. but it, I wanted it, to touch yeah. on study load, Ella. So, like, how does that differ mm. compared to high school? Obviously, you spoke about, like, taking that extra, you know, subject for that semester. Mm. Yeah, well, it's it's interesting because I guess um, I'm not too sure how it usually works, um, but mm. in lockdown, what's the thing has been is that they pre-record lectures and then for most classes, you'll have, like, one one-hour session or two-hour session with the, with the tutor and then... Um, there can be like 20 people in that class or like 40 people in the class and then they just go over content and stuff and it's really different to having like three um three lessons a week which each go for like an hour and a half and then you have heaps of one and one time with the teacher and then you go home and do your homework and then you come back and show them whereas like in uni it's a lot less individual they kind of just give you the work and then you kind of work it out and then i oh it wasn't like i wasn't prepared for how much i would have to go and like learn myself because <laughs> i yeah. thought i should that they would give me all the all the content and then I would just do like homework questions but that's not what it's like <laughs> um, um yeah so it's been an adjustment but I think um especially a lot at, at Mac they really kind of helped you with that just from uh a lot of the teachers that I had in VCE had a system where you would watch Ed Rollo videos like you'd watch the content at home like and then you would come into <laughs> class yeah yeah bucko yeah <laughs> and um, my physics teacher did that as well and um I, I never really got around that. I was like, oh, I mean, I enjoyed it, but I was like, why am I doing this? It doesn't really yeah, make that much sense. But then I got into uni, I was like, oh, wait, every single one of my classes is like <laughs> that. Maybe that's why he might have done it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I think uh, definitely being, like getting, teaching yourself is something that I, I wasn't really ready for. Or like I took one of my classes, I actually have to drop one of my classes because I didn't read the instructions or the prerequisites properly for the class and I didn't know how to do some of the prerequisites that I was expected to know how to do so I had to drop it <laughs> so definitely if you're picking classes make sure you're qualified to take the class because yeah. if you're not then it's not good <laughs> it's very <laughs> stressful <laughs> um, yeah so I think I was trying to teach myself that at home and I was like watching Khan Academy every night like seriously oh. writing stuff down like what the hell is happening um but yeah I wasn't I wasn't ready for that because I'm just so used to just being like I don't understand this teacher please explain but then you know when there's like 80 people in a class it's not really as feasible I mean people still help you and you can email your um like teachers and stuff but like it's very different <laughs> yeah it's awesome advice because like um obviously yeah it's, it's kind of 
kind of balancing it out um, sort of thing. But also, let's have a bit of fun um, at RMIT because I know it's kind of like Mac how the club system works. So I think you took up cheerleading and um, I think Eamon needs a few tips here. But like you've obviously done pretty well with like some front flips and all that. Um, can you tell us how that that's sort of done? Is there like a technique you have to follow specifically because he just like oh <laughs> i did gymnastics from like age five to 12 so i kind of learned most of my oh, right, skills yeah. there <laughs> um and then i was kind of just relearning how to do them for the cheer team um but um make sure you jump up before you start spinning because a lot of the time a lot of people are trying to learn they just jump and then they go diagonally and just or just even horizontally straight across and try to spin but then like you don't you can't you can't spin you, like because you, you're just gonna go straight into the ground. So you got to make sure you jump up before you start spinning. That's the main trick. With the, I think <laughs> I'm not too sure. I kind of just do it. I think it's just um it's been really interesting because um I've never done cheerleading before, but because I know how to do all the gymnastics tricks, I'm with like I'm in, I'm in uh, the one like the more experienced cheer one. But there are a lot of people that are learning how to do tricks for the first time and then they'll be like so do you have any tips and i'm like dude i learned how to do this when i was eight <laughs> this is my <laughs> muscle memory kicking in <laughs> um but yeah it's been really fun <laughs> yeah it looks pretty fun i might give that a go if i'm if at rmit but um yeah and we'll dude, see you should actually join it's so fun <laughs> i'm I, i'm not even joking like um there's been a lot of, apparently there's a lot of people that just go to the tryout days just because their friend is on a team and they just want to try out just to see what it's like and then they just have joined and become a dedicated member because it's it's so fun and i have lots of new friends on that as well especially because in lockdown you haven't really been able to meet like a lot of my high school friends have don't like have barely any uni friends because you're not you never go to uni but um yeah, it's been good to like have a club and then i got to know them from training and then now we have zoom calls and stuff so it's good <laughs> to actually have friends in uni <laughs> yeah no that's awesome signing up for um 2023 but yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> touching on rmit again obviously i remember this because we got like set group assignments um this year but you probably know this um have you encountered as we all do any social loafing like obviously like there's particular people in groups that you know don't contribute as much um i'm sure oh. you know <laughs> yeah don't even, we're always don't the people start. that do the work you know yes um yeah it's it's been interesting <laughs> uh what what i do like which i never thought of as an actual um thing but it's apparently a thing is that i had one assignment this this semester i had five people in my group and then after we turned in our assignment we all got a survey and then we had to rate each of our group members right. and then uh it was anonymous thank god <laughs> and then um <laughs> And then basically what um, all your, and you had to rate yourself as well. And then, um, so let's just say that our group got um, an 80%, but then all my group members told me that I did a really good job. So then I will get higher than 80%. But then if I didn't do as well, if all my group members rated me low, then I would get lower than 80%. So it's still based on how much like on your actual work, but then whether or not like you're a good team member or not, you can get a higher mark than what your actual assignment got which is really good because it means people were actually contributing. <laughs> but um, yeah, I found that um, the science subjects is not as much because um, actually, well, you do, but I think uh, in sort of the more humanities subjects is when you have big assignments that you work on for a while. So you really need to get all your groups contributing. And there was definitely some people that would not turn up to group meetings or they would come. <laughs> For like 10 minutes and be like oh yeah we definitely need to get some work done anyway i'm gonna head out for lunch guys you keep going wow. <laughs> yeah which was um not fun but you know have you have you experienced that i guess you don't do too much work um oh, group we work in BC. Business, actually, um, oh yeah the, yeah, the final business assignment yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those people who did that. nothing just um i think Baco gave them a zero or kicked them out of a class so that's like Ooh. full yeah punishment mode yeah not you though you you, you carried the group yeah <laughs> oh yeah i tried to <laughs> good on you <laughs> ah cheers um and another good segue obviously um you're a former mac student and um obviously since arriving in year eight um with the new vertical learning structure i believe the first year so how did you find that like and um adjust to it because we're so used to that you know academic eight nine structure back in the day yeah um it's really interesting describing the school to people now because I'll, I'll like casually, I think even some people um, 
I was mentioning this podcast and they're like, who is Jerry? And I was like, oh, well, he's like my sister's <laughs> friend, but we're also friends because everyone in my school was yeah. friends with everyone in the different year levels. But um, I went to an, like a, a normal school <laughs> um, in Sydney and then I moved here in year eight. So I think they'd been doing the um, vertical structure for, I think, like six months. And um, yeah, it was, I expected it to be way weirder than it, than it was going to be, than it actually ended up being. Because I think you just don't notice. I think when you're in um, like a norm, normal school, you just, you know your own grade level, especially being, um, I went to the high school that pretty much everyone from my primary school went to my high school as well. So I already knew everyone and was like, okay, these people are my year, these people in the year above me, these people in the year above me, of them. And um, whereas for Mac, you just don't even think about it anymore. And so I guess you just don't even realize it, right? I mean, you've had this, that sort of structure for your entire like school high school basically but did you yeah, notice that much, much of a difference from yeah. primary school like you start you start to not realize yeah yeah exactly right yeah and i guess it becomes more apparent in bc but <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah um i i just like the choice as well like being able to pick like forensic science and that sort of stuff like oh, that was so good <laughs> i don't know <laughs> if i would have actually ended up studying science if i hadn't gone to mac but i'm really glad i did <laughs> yeah that's awesome and um touching on like about what were, like some of your favorite memories at Mac, um, Ella. Ooh, um, hmm. Uh, I had a lot of really good Year Twelve memories, even though, um, you know, COVID. I wasn't yeah. at school all the time because of COVID. Um, definitely the Year Twelve common room. I think that brought us all closer together. And I've, I've heard Jacinta told me you guys won't have one next year, which is devastating. Yeah, for violating us. Um, but, um, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think just hanging out in the Year Twelve common room. I think. Um, I got my bangs cut before mentoring. Like I got a got a fringe. Like I was just randomly talking about what if I what if I had a fringe? And then someone was like, Yeah, I could cut you one and I was like, All right, let's go. So that was a fun <laughs> memory. It was um I regretted it but like I didn't because it was funny. <laughs> it was like a, <laughs> and it was good. And um I actually um Alec cut my hair the other day. Um he works with me and then we had a closing shift and I really wanted my hair cut, so he cut it for me like two days ago. Not two days ago like a week ago so i'm getting really into the getting friends to cut my hair <laughs> but um <laughs> yeah no just getting my hair cut and mac was fun and um i guess going to nurad as well i i would classify that as a mac memory even though yeah, it technically isn't <laughs> yeah just all the sort of like random like excursions and stuff that i went to at mac was all really good i feel like i was always just out of class just going to random things <laughs> Yeah, and obviously, um, as highlighted, Mac's a wonderful place um, for both of us, especially, like, opportunities with leadership. So um, mm. I was lucky enough to be, like, college captain with you in 2019 and learned so much from you, especially, like, with public speaking. So um, do you want to touch on maybe, like, obviously, NURAD, but maybe a bit more on that college captain experience um, and how that was like for you? Yeah, I mean, I've always really liked to go for leadership positions i don't really know why <laughs> it's just fun um i really like telling people what to do i guess i'll be like this should happen this should happen this should happen um so i guess um college captains are kind of a natural progression from that <laughs> um yeah uh i think learning how to talk to adults about things is probably like one of the yeah. biggest things that i learned there because um you went on the school council i think because um we had the previous years um, oh, yeah, captain yeah, was, on the council yeah. with me and then um just going to council meetings and sitting there and like hearing like adults talk about what we what they should want what they want and then being like oh okay motion pass like I was like what what is going on and I think it's a very I think it prepared me for the workplace because um um mm. working in an office is very different to working at fast food because I, I have two part-time jobs um and just like hearing like adult people talk about like finance is just really weird and I, I'm really glad that I was um college captain because I, I got to sit there and I I I didn't contribute as nearly as much as I should have because I was like intimidated <laughs> but um I think being able to be in that environment like l listening to how decisions get made because it's very different to hearing like people that are your own age discuss pretty much anything just uh, there's a very different demeanor about it <laughs> so yeah but I think, like, being college captain also helped me because I'm sure you felt this as well, like, being able to actually speak up about things that 
your like that you want you know yeah. like um basically being able to have a direct line to a teacher or principal and say look i really don't like this it should change and then when it actually does get changed it's like oh wow that's crazy like if i want something i can go get it <laughs> and um you, being able to oh my friends want something like getting the year 12 common room that was my 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 happiest moment like <laughs> i really really campaigned for that and uh, i went in in the holidays and give, gave it a good clean and i don't know just like having little wins like that being like oh damn so if i really want something then i can go get it it's really I don't know, something that i probably learned from college captain i'm sure you felt that a bit too especially being someone that was so young getting college captain yeah 100 like i love that vertical curriculum because like it offers so much because you were in year 11 i was in year nine and you know generally um those who get college captain are in year 12 but like if a notion mm -hmm. was completely you know um s switched around essentially so it was good that our school um their motto is just like that so it kind of pushed us forwards i guess with leadership did people like believe you when you told them that you're a college captain in year nine no some don't believe it at all yeah they're like, they're like, like okay good. like yeah. whole school or like yeah yeah, yeah good on you <laughs> <laughs> cheers and what about that public speaking aspect Ella? because i remember the assemblies you were just like um you know pretty confident in what you were doing um and just like that persona was you know gratified by the way you spoke oh, i'm glad i'm glad it's yeah, i came across that way um <laughs> i think um what i what the way i think about public speaking is i think oh i'm pretty good at public speaking i don't get that nervous um it's fine and then i get up there and i i get uh i talk very 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 fast like i already talk pretty fast in general but um as soon as i get in front of a crowd blah, 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 and people cannot tell what i'm saying <laughs> um actually whenever i had classes um where i had to give a speech um kira would always sit in the front row and then she would go like this to tell me to slow down really? <laughs> because oh i would just God. speak really fast without, without me noticing that that probably saved me a couple marks just because whenever i saw her you see i'm talking fast again she would just be like this chill out <laughs> well once you stop up a couple times in front of people you're like okay what's the worst that's gonna happen like like trying to like get into the mentality that no one really cares about how well i do speaking in front of the assembly mm. Like no one really cares about it as much as I care about it. So you can just, I just need to chill out. <laughs> like, um, I think just realizing, oh, no, no, not everyone is thinking about you constantly. Like in two hours time, no one is going to think about the fact that you mumbled or stumbled over one word. Like no one really cares about that part from you. So like trying to get that mentality. I mean, obviously that's easier said than done, but trying to work that out and, be, and once you stop a couple of times it's like okay well what 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 else could happen that is that bad you know <laughs> i've definitely had a couple fumbles with that like dropping the microphone and saying random stuff into the microphone i messed up the welcome to country one time i didn't know how to print i never done the welcome to country and i didn't know oh, how to really? pronounce uh wondry people so i was i was like uh, uh the, the, the yep and anyway, we're going to do the national anthem now. And then I just walked back and that was really not good. But um, <laughs> I learned from that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, the um, part I hated the most at our assemblies were when the mic was like muted because you walk on a stage and then you start speaking and like literally nothing comes out. That's the most embarrassing. Yeah. Um, or like, and you don't know if you're just being crazy because like, I feel, I feel like that's happened to me before. And then I was like, is this not working? And then it actually was. I just <laughs> couldn't hear it for some reason. And then it's like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, what about Nurad? Because obviously, um, Jacinta and I and a few others went to Nurad a few years ago. But obviously, you didn't go with us because you're a few years older. But what was your experience yeah. like? Um, any like fond memories you remember? Like bridge building, maybe? <laughs> I remember some from there. Yeah. Oh man, Nurad was like that. Was one of the best experiences of my entire life. That was just yeah. I I can't even like describe. <laughs> it's um. Yeah, I think our group was not very um, good <laughs> at uh, building anything. Yes. <laughs> so um, we really, really didn't, I, I don't think we technically passed the requirements for the bridge, but I think we were there for ages and we were just really not doing a good job. Um, so they were like, oh, no, no, you did it. Don't worry. <laughs> and um, our, I remember our raft. Um, did you do the raft competition at the, like, that was like the last oh, one? Oh, yeah, we, we just like chucked yeah. like the, um, buckets whatever it's called like the big cans and then just put like some yeah yeah over it, literally <laughs> ours just completely <laughs> fell apart at the end 
and that was with the other team's help because we couldn't remember how to do any of the knots so one of like two of the guys from the other team had to come over and do tile on our knots for us because we couldn't remember how to do it <laughs> so but we had a good time though but we were um because i guess the whole thing is about le leadership and growth <laughs> we were talking about how you know when, when we were building the bridge we all got frustrated at each other because we couldn't build a bridge but yeah. then by the time we were at the raft we were all just having a good time we're like guys none of us can build a raft but that's okay we're just gonna have some fun <laughs> so i guess that's character development <laughs> then um yeah neurad neurad was so good i mean i think it's it's funny now like every year i get those like one year ago this happened yeah and oh. that was um coming on five years ago now is which is really weird to think about yeah, that's crazy but um do you still talk to people from Nirad? Yeah, every now and then like um snap a few people, you know, um, text them, see how they're going. So I'm sure you do that yeah, as well. That's good. Um, yeah. yeah that's good. Um there's like a group of girls, um, so Hania who Hugh, you know, because she went to Mac and then there's three other girls as well. And we like made it a thing last year on twenty nineteen I think to meet up once a month and we go to like a new restaurant. Um but it didn't get to happen last year and this year because of COVID. But um like you know we still meet up once a month and we still text all the time and we go out in new places and it's kind of weird because i forget that that's how i know them so then i'll like mention neurad one time and then i'm like oh it's this place but i'm oh wait no that's how i know because <laughs> <laughs> it's like we've known each other nearly five years now which is so weird to think about yeah that's incredible ella and um obviously um when i was at neurad we had like a song that kind of defined our stay which was teenage dirtbag um what about you guys <laughs> did you have like a song that kind of defined your oh, stay at Nurad? definitely well we so i was at Nurad term one 2017 and in the you know how you get to go home like over that weekend, weekend that was yeah. when ed sheeran's album came out oh, so wow. and before right before Nurad was when shape of you and castle on the hill came out so like they were the only songs that anyone listened to yeah. and um one of the girls on the stay home weekend like i went home and i listened or not i didn't go home i you know i went and saw my family on visiting weekend and i listened to the album but i didn't save it anywhere but one of the girls had saved it to a year to be and then it got like dealt <laughs> between the entire um like camp where like everyone was like there was like one usb that had like the um the entire uh, ed sheeran album on it and like it got passed around to everyone so everyone could have the album oh, on their on their laptop to listen to um so yeah definitely shape of you i cannot listen to that song and um not think about Nirad just because it's like obviously like it was like a massive song but like just because like it was that you know like tiny section of like my life when that that's when it was really popular like that's like the only thing that i can think about but there was some other songs which is that one song in particular just heaps of ed sheeran <laughs> No, that is amazing. I remember it was a very popular song and yeah, it's good to have a memory like that relating to the song. And just touching on um, Nurad again, who was your favourite teacher at Nurad? Just quickly. Ooh, um, oh, that's a tough one. I really liked, um, I really liked the chef. I can't remember his name, but he was really nice. <laughs> oh, I can't remember his name. I feel bad, but he was great. He would, um, was it he locked Bromley? me in the fr fridge one time, oh, but know. like, it was good. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and he was—he was very like threatening, but in a good way. <laughs> he'd come out with—he would come out with his knife if you said he oh, didn't like his food, and he'd be like, "Oh, okay, oh, sorry." <laughs> but, um, yeah, and Mister—I um, think his name was Mister Casserson. Um, he was—I think he—he he was the one who ran Nurad, so he wasn't oh, actually really? a teacher, but he would him. come. Yeah. yeah, but I think uh, I think it got changed, like Mister Smith or something, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But yeah, he was um he was really good as well. <laughs> yeah, who was your favorite? Oh, Mr. Valpede. I'm sure you remember him. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah was, Mr. Valpede was my, was my um yeah. he was my uh what's it called my group leader. What's oh, it? like the one A's and all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was good to yeah it was really good to go back to Nirad and it literally looked the exact same. And then um, <laughs> I went and got saw all the teachers and I was afraid they weren't gonna remember me because um like you know it'd been two years and they see like 40 kids every 10 that weeks so true, i was like yeah. they probably don't remember me but he remembered me so i saw my photo on the wall so i was like oh thank god can we briefly touch on like obviously you've got family in canada canada but how is that like because mm. it's a pretty underrated place um because people just talk about the us uk more but people speak english yeah. in canada as well and pretty sick place so give us your thoughts on canada well i i love canada so much like um 
I've been uh, three times. Um, so I went like when I'm, so my family has a family reunion there every five years. Um, but I went there in 2005 and then we didn't go to the one in 2010, but then I went again in 2015. And then I went by myself in 2018, which was so cool. <laughs> um, yeah, I have so much family there. Like my, one of my uncles lives in um, the Yukon, which is, you know, very, very remote. I think there's 40,000 people that lived in his city um, or something like that. And um, I got to go visit him and I just went on like this one week long hike and canoe trip, which was really cool. And um, it's just such a pretty country because I think... Um, uh, I, I'm in Australia. You see a lot of nature, but you, you forget that like nature or like the bush looks different <laughs> in other countries. So I was like, okay, I'm going on a hike, big deal. But then I was walking through these like amazing forests, which people in like in the in North America probably don't even think twice about. But I was like, oh my god, look at this tree! Oh my god, it's a raccoon. I, I was in um, Vancouver, which is one of the biggest oh, cities there, which had yeah. big Melbourne vibes. And um, I was in the park and I saw a raccoon and I was like taking photos of it. And then the people were like. <laughs> what like this is literally a raccoon i was like guys you don't understand <laughs> it's so cool and it was like sitting in the trash just eating oh, food awesome. and uh, I, was, I thought it was amazing and um no one else was nearly as impressed as i was <laughs> but um yeah i love canada so much i would really really love to live there sometime just because hopefully i'll be able to get some like dual citizenship or something because my grandpa's canadian but um yeah I just, it's such a cool place and i it has very like there's a lot of cities there that are very similar to australian cities just like in the vibes you know <laughs> like similar weather in summer at least and um like the summer weather there was kind of like autumn weather here <laughs> and um like there was trams and stuff in vancouver and just such a pretty place <laughs> i love just with it yeah that is awesome and how close were you from niagara falls because i'd love to go there sometime i think it's in, oh, in the border um, maybe or i think so i i don't think i was close to niagara falls yeah. <laughs> i did not go actually um i think the the great thing about like um canada is there's like a million waterfalls everywhere um because there's so many at least where i was there was heaps of glaciers so you would see heaps of glaciers and then heaps of waterfalls coming from them and so i feel like you don't really see waterfalls here in australia like unless you go to like the or something where it's like a really specific spot like there's just heaps of waterfalls everywhere but um i i should go to Ni niagara falls next time i visit though i think i don't have family that actually i probably have family there i have a real i have a lot of family in canada but <laughs> i don't have any really really close family that live near there but that should definitely be on my bucket list because there's heaps of really pretty places but like if you literally just go anywhere in canada like there's gonna be wildlife there and um it'll be cool <laughs> So I guess I need to chuck Vancouver on the list, Alice, because it seems like, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much like Melbourne, but snowy maybe. Or yeah. yeah. <laughs> or like, or go to the, the Yukon as well is basically like Yukon. just yeah. all, um, all wildlife there. Like no one lives there, basically. It's like Australia, but um, like the middle of Australia, but like luscious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're really, really great. Yeah. Um, and let's go back to Mac quickly. Um, mm -hmm. I guess entrepreneurship, you obviously ran your own catering business um, for special events at Mac, but um, talk us through the experience and what was that like? Because obviously there's processes behind that, like getting approval, um, you know, getting uh, like recipes down pat, um, like stock lists, all that. So maybe talk us through that. Yeah. Um, yeah, that, that kind of happened by accident. Um, <laughs> I took one <laughs> of the cooking classes for fun. And then we had to cater. Yeah. Yeah. Master chef. Oh, I love that class. And then, um, the teacher was like, okay, we need a bunch of people to cater for, um, this event. And then I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then they're like, you're kind of good at this. Maybe you should like start a business. And I was like, okay. Um, and I did, um, which was, I mean, it's a lot easier to start a business with school support than it is to just like randomly start a business. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, it's, it was really good. Um, it was, you know, my, my side hustle. <laughs> um, yeah. Um, I think I, I'm definitely not like an excellent cook. So it was kind of weird that I started a cooking business out of anything, but I think it was more about the business side that I was really like interested in, which obviously, you know, because I'm studying business now, obviously led to something. <laughs> um, yeah, I was, it's very interesting to like hire students and, um, at that time, I think I, I was paying them more than I was getting paid for my part-time job because the school made me pay everyone $16 an hour and I was getting like $10 an hour or something. And I was like, damn, 
I'm really just playing my employees <laughs> more than I'm getting paid. Um, but um, yeah, definitely. Like, I think there's been a couple student businesses now, right? At Mac, is that still a oh, thing? I think it's kind of dried down a bit. But... Oh, it's died down. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there was a bit of a boom. Like, right, I, I was just a trendsetter, I guess. Yeah, yeah, trendsetter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, you should definitely get into it. If I mean, I, I guess you're in VC now, so it's probably and I. If you don't have a business passion, then I guess that's not something you're gonna do. But um, <laughs> yeah, definitely, it was a really good way to see. Like I don't know, in my head, like a business was like, oh, you get things, then you sell things. That's like that's and you get money. That's how that's how it is. But um, I don't know, like having to save all the like the invoice sheets and then talk to all the office ladies and then counting the float and stuff was interesting. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> If I, if I didn't take that class, if I didn't, if I didn't take that MasterChef class, then I wouldn't have started the business. And then I probably wouldn't have ended up picking um, business as a phase two subject. And then I wouldn't have picked this as a, as a course to study. So I guess it really changed my life. <laughs> no, that's amazing. It's funny how like one thing leads to another than another. So um, it's yeah, always good to like, cause your VC, you tried like different things, probably similar to like me. In terms of subjects, I know I gave food studies a go this year, and um, you know, because I'm not the best cook, so just like improving the skills here and there, and um, yeah, it's just good to mix it around because I feel like I know a fair few people who just like stick to what they're good at, but I feel like if you yeah. try and improve your weaknesses as well, um, you're more prone to like finding other avenues, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm so glad that I just randomly decided to take cooking classes. I think it was for me as well. Like I never cooked, and then I was like, well, it seems fun. I'll try it, and then um, yeah, I wouldn't wouldn't have not have guessed that it would lead me to what I'm doing now. But I'm very glad that I did. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And the business idea, I might have to give this a go next year. But I've got this motivation project idea, trying to get like Maz, um, Bilha, and um, Sol into it. But we'll see how that goes. Um, if there's four people, right. it might be easier. But we'll see how we go. What are you trying to do for it? So it'll probably be like a maybe a journal or something but like um yeah probably take a bit of work but i guess we've got you know summer holidays coming up and that's a good segue yeah. to yeah get some stuff sorted yeah definitely very good for your resume <laughs> if you're applying to any places or like not even jobs but any sort of like programs or like stuff like NURAD then they love to see that sort of stuff on them <laughs> like yeah. outside of school like endeavors <laughs> yeah yeah, um, I'd love to give maybe a gap year go, but we'll have to see with COVID. Yeah. So, yeah, so I know a gap year to like travel. Yeah, travel. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, hopefully it'll be fine by then. If you're back, <laughs> well, I don't know. The va- the numbers oh, have no. not been going down, even though we've been vaccinated. But we'll see how that works out. out. It'll be yeah. 2023. Will be your gap year. So hopefully it'll be fine by then. I think 2024. Then they said the world will be normal. I think something like that. Hopefully, we'll see. Yeah. But then again, I could like um, do a similar thing to you. Like, if you're doing a degree, like your holidays are pretty long, aren't they? Longer than yeah. two weeks standard in high school, I guess. Yeah. Well, you you get like one. You, it's instead of being broken up into four terms, it's two semesters, and then you have a week break, like um, in like in the semester, like a mid semester break that goes for one week, and then in between the semesters if you don't have any holiday homework because all your classes go for one semester only it was crazy having a holiday where i didn't have to do any homework um yeah and then it goes for like a month and a half or something like that and then i think my uh examination period ends on like the 12th of november and then i don't have classes at start i think get until like march so i got a long time yeah so oh maybe the end of february something like that it's um yeah so i'm just gonna be working heaps probably (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. yeah, but the one thing that I actually did not expect from uni to, uh, from high school to uni was in high school, like whenever you take like holidays, they're always like, oh, um, you know, have a good holiday, but make sure you do heaps of work. Make sure you keep studying. But then in uni, every time, like whenever I was taking my mid-semester breaks, they were like, guys, make sure you don't work too hard because you got to take a week off, you know, have a chill like don't do too much work and I'm like what is going on like if anything you th- you'd think it'd be the opposite but Damn. yeah and I I took their advice I, t- I took a big chill <laughs> but yeah yeah it's well, weird. Oh, um, I guess high school is more about 
quantitative and quality in year 11 and 12 but i guess uni it's more probably quality over quantity i guess so yeah at least seems that way yeah yeah <laughs> uh, it's very interesting and i know we haven't touched on this a lot but the podcast is about sports and um mm. i guess you played soccer for a few years for flemington so like what position did you play in um what was it like playing soccer on a you know against people who you know some play rep some just play casually yeah um well i started playing soccer in sydney and um well i was actually i did a lot of gymnastics and then one of my friends from gymnastics who went to a different school wanted to start playing soccer and then i wanted to start playing soccer as well but there wasn't any girls team for the penny hills football club which was like the big one that everyone was at so we started the girls team there was only one other girls team at the time which was like the all ages and then at like 11 you don't really want to be on an all ages team <laughs> for soccer <laughs> so we started the girls team like I like I co-opted a bunch of my friends to do it and we were terrible I think we scored two goals the entire season or something like that <laughs> um yeah it was not great because none of us had ever played soccer before um but it was really fun and then from that I kept going with um uh in, for Kensington girls I played for them until I was too old to play <laughs> because it was like it's a, it's a junior club um yeah I, I played um left wing or left defense even though I'm like right footed but um in my other, my old team we only had one girl that um was um used her left foot as a dominant foot so I was always just on the left because I was like oh I don't care so <laughs> which, which is good because now yeah. I feel like I'm like pretty good with both feet because you know when you're on the left you're obviously going to use your left foot a bit more yeah, um true. yeah I think um I definitely played soccer more as like a social thing and a oh I I need to stay fit thing rather than a <laughs> oh I love soccer so much <laughs> but um yeah it's good to be able to you know kick around a ball yeah I, I was doing it the other day you know just in the park with my family um yeah I yeah I'm I'm sure you're much more into sport than I am doing <laughs> me and everything yeah. yeah um yeah I um uh, I, I do really enjoy soccer, but um, it's something I should probably pick up again. But um, I've gotten a lot more into cheerleading, which is a real sport. I will tell you that. <laughs> really hard. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's probably my more uh, more of my sport focus now at the moment. <laughs> but um, yeah, obviously no sport at the moment because of um, COVID though. But I think our, our outdoor sports are starting again soon. Yeah, at, like, end of October. Yeah, so I'll be good. I'm sure you're looking forward to that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I definitely am for running, so we'll see that, yeah. um, like where that goes. But a motivation for you, um, Ella, would be, have you heard of uni games by any chance? Oh, I was going to yeah, go to uni see. games. Yeah, I was going to. I was so, and then it got cancelled. I was so sad. What was that um, for? Like cheerleading? For cheerleading, yeah. Really? Yeah, the whole team was going to fly up and uh, we were going to compete. And we had the whole, like, we had all the dates and I was getting so pumped and, um, and then it got cancelled and I was so upset. <laughs> yeah, it's been, it's been really upsetting because, like, cheerleading and stuff like dance and gymnastics and all those sort of sports, it's different to, like, soccer because, like, for soccer, you, like, train once or twice a week and then you play once a week um, generally during the season. But with cheerleading, like, you just train heaps and heaps and heaps and heaps and then at competitions you perform. So you really only, like, um uh, like play the sport um like competitively like a couple times in the year and every That's single true. time it's been like we've been training and then the competition has been in a week or two and then a lockdown and then we're like that's fine we've got the next one so we keep training <laughs> and then right before the next one it's a lockdown and it's just really frustrating <laughs> so we haven't been able to compete at all but i mean it's still really fun anyway but it's kind of like when you worked really hard on like a routine and you're like perfecting it and you you've got all your skills and you're hitting everything and then you just like never get to show anyone it's like oh okay <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's a good motivation because it's um at the gold coast i'm pretty sure maybe in a few yeah, years yeah, yeah so that's a good that's motivation <laughs> yeah yeah and i had a bunch of friends going as well because um I, one of my friends is on the fencing team um, which is kind of crazy like um and she's on the australian fencing team as well oh really um that's crazy. yeah um she's really good <laughs> and yeah. um <laughs> Uh, yeah, she was going to go there as well. So we were going to have, you know, heaps of fun. And then there was other people who did like badminton and stuff. And like, we were all going to have a whole party in uh, the Gold Coast. <laughs> but uh, the things just don't work out. But at least I'm only in my first year of my degree. Like, you know, the next couple of years, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> Fingers crossed. I won't be graduating until like 2020. 
before. So hopefully by then I'll be able to, you know, go once. <laughs> Obviously, funny stories, as you know, Ella. I'm sure you've got mm. a few lined up, but I guess either from your schooling days, you know, um, and just like uni you want to share to the listeners. Yeah. Um, well, I really wish I had more funny stories from uni, but just I haven't been able to go in more. Like, so I was just yeah. thinking like just lockdown just has been um, just like my, my younger brother, Zach, has um, autism, as you probably know. And he um, he usually goes out. He's been able to go out for school now um, because disabled oh, schools are able yeah. to go out. But he's uh, just been having a ball of a time at home, but he's getting very restless. <laughs> so we have this like cat door. So we're renting our house and the previous owners had a cat and um, they had a cat door. And then Zach tried to crawl through it and um he got stuck because i think he started going head first or legs first but then it wasn't working so he started to put his head in and he just got stuck in there and it was probably about 10 minutes that he was just sitting in there and then like we were like where is zach and he was like yelling and we're like what is going on and we saw him in there like oh we had to get the wrench out and um the door was just like not budging and we had to like yeah thankfully he was okay but it was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's, um, I feel kind of bad laughing at him sometimes because he was, he looked really worried. Like he got really scared, but it was kind of like, dude, if you're going to get stuck in a, in a castle, <laughs> you can't expect me to not laugh. Cause it's, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, definitely. I think Mac has some, some good times as well though. Yeah. Just, I think in the Utah common room, just all sorts of shenanigans. <laughs> I think because of, uh because you can't um the room is kind of bent so you can't really see from uh like when you're walking through the hall which the teachers were really worried about they were like oh but you guys could get up to things in the common room and we wouldn't know and then I was like we wouldn't do that and then I'm gonna be defaming the year 12s from last year a bit but we did get up to stuff we had like we had a couch there and it basically became like the phone couch because like you couldn't see (laughs) it when you walk through so everyone would just sit along the couch on their phones and um yeah <laughs> but um yeah and it was good to have we would sneak all the year 11s in there as well and play like board games and stuff and then um that were you know bucko was not having it <laughs> it was like guys you can't be in there so we would start putting we would start getting the year 11s to put on our jackets our year 12 jackets so that when they would walk past they would just see the year 12 jackets so they wouldn't think that any year 11s were in there because like they stand out so much with the yeah with like normal jackets so that's a bit of a life pack for you I mean, not that you'll have the corner anyway, <laughs> but um, yeah, yeah, to sneak everyone in there, just dress them up as the enemy. Yeah. <laughs> no, I might campaign next year, just like you did. So um, yeah. we'll see where that goes. Um, yeah, cause it's getting pretty overcrowded now. I mean, it's all, all the portals, I guess. So yeah, pretty... there's just no space for the corner room. Is that right? Or... Yeah, I think our last resort is either the resource center <laughs> with no privacy or um the master chef room so yeah oh okay right next to the kitchen i bet that'll be taken yeah that one yeah <laughs> so i don't know maybe that, that incentive of food maybe but yeah, yeah it's not looking good i think it's it's a bit different though for us because we had like i think like less than 40 people in the grade whereas you guys have how many like 100 or so, 100 and something in um yeah, in your grade i think that's that's a kind of, that's a lot to fit in one room yeah, that's yeah, especially the especially the master chef room. You guys all be like in the corner, be like, "Wow, isn't it so great? We have to we can, we can hang out." Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, we'll just have to see where that takes us, um, Ella. Hopefully, like we'll find somewhere. But enough said about that. Um, we always get like a good response off this question, but mm-hmm. essentially, like, what's the best piece of advice someone has ever given you? It could be like academics wise, or just like life in general. Oh, um, ooh, that's a really good one. One of my teachers, Miss Klassen, gave me. Um, You're was, not related, by the way. Yeah, not related, <laughs> not related at all. But well, actually, we have a. She's from. She's from oh, the part true. of Canada that my grandpa's from. But we realized that we weren't actually related, because um, her grandpa was like my great uncle's. They had the same name, but they weren't the same person, which is a bit unfortunate. But um, she, um, she told me that because she was kind of a mentor for me with um, the business. Like she was kind of um, the person who helped me start it and then was always in the kitchen there with me helping out and then would always give me advice and that. And she told me when she left, she was like, oh, make sure that like when you find something that 
that you enjoy like make sure that you actually do it because I think a lot of the time like you kind of find something you enjoy but then you just don't stick to it and then she's like if you actually um find something you enjoy actually stick to it and then decide what you like in that and then just become like you know just get really good at that don't let anything that you really enjoy slip away just because I think you can you can definitely be the best at something that you enjoy because if you just kind of just a naturally talented at something but you don't really care about it like you're not going to go any further but if you find something that you enjoy then like when you build skills around that like it's, you know, it's actually exciting for you <laughs> so I think I always used to go for like the easiest option but then I just started going for the option that I like the most because then it's the easiest to actually do if that makes sense which I've kind of carried me for all VC and in uh, uni as well like for a lot of the assignments I've been able to pick what topic I want to do my assignment on so I've just started picking the thing that sounds the most interesting to me which sounds like the most straightforward advice but then sometimes when you get that advice you're like oh wait what if I actually did that and then it works out so much better <laughs> no 100% Ella I can relate to that in terms of like obviously I play a fair few sports but I, I think back in the day it was more like mm-hmm. you know just picking one sport then going to another but like more so now like I just focus on the one thing like I feel like um, I find it interesting which is running at the moment um, and then like yeah. putting your effort into that which is like you know I guess more time equals more results so yeah, yeah you don't want to spread yourself too thin which was kind of the like opposite of what I was saying before but don't put all your eggs in one basket but <laughs> true, like, true. finding the balance between those two is like definitely like an art that you should probably master <laughs> <laughs> yeah which is why I'm taking up footy next year so gotta have that oh, balance excellent. you know also yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> two different sports. <laughs> Excellent. Yeah. And I know you read a fair few books. Um, your bookshelves filled up. Um, yeah, that's yeah. crazy. Um, and watch a fair few TV shows and movies. So, any recommendations? Mm. Um, obviously we're all in lockdown. Um, you want to give to the listeners? Oh, oh, that's a good one. I actually haven't been watching too many TV shows recently. Um, because I've been trialing this. Uh strategy in which I watch one episode of a TV show a day but like only after I finish my like a lot of amount of tasks so all the TV shows that I've been watching have been like all the like most hyped ones so like I started watching Squid Game the other day which was I mean really good I don't know if you've seen it but yeah been very very hyped um and I watched the uh, most recent season of Sex Education which was amazing I had I heard that it wasn't as good but I really enjoyed it anyway um yeah I've been doing a lot of reading as well um as you can probably tell from my bookshelf, I've done a lot of reading this year. I've, I think I had a thing where I kept buying books but not reading them. So I became, my mission this year is to finish all of the books before I move out, which I want to do at the start of next year. And I think I have something like 20 something to go, but I've read like nearly 40 books this year. So hopefully I'll be, if I keep up that pace, I'll be able to get it. <laughs> um, yeah, I read one book called... Um, Atomic Habits and one book called Emotional Female and then Atomic Habits is basically like talking about how the importance of like making small skills and then you know focusing on like tiny little ways that you can make yourself better and to make you know rather than focusing on the big things and which kind of sounds self-explanatory like oh you know just be like be a little bit better and then you'll get we'll get better but when sometimes I find that when I actually like sit down and someone tells me exactly what to do like you know it actually like actually really helped with um, I think pretty much everything in my life, just going from, you know, from studying to hang out with friends and stuff like that really helped me build more better habits to become better. <laughs> Definitely recommend that book. And a book called Emotional Female as well, which I really, really enjoyed. Um, it's basically about, the, it's, a, it's a memoir by this Australian doctor who is basically talking about the sexism and the racism in the field, in the medical field and how much doctors are overworked and um, it was really a big insight because I didn't really know how the medical field worked at all. Like, I just thought that you just went to medical school and then you became a doctor. But there's like a whole lot of things <laughs> you need to do. And um, yeah. especially like how hard it is for people um, like women um, and people of color and especially women of color. And um, just like a really, really big, like deep insight that I just never like thought about at all. But it was really, really interesting to see that. And she really advocates for like the mental health of doctors and of everyone. So it was really like uh, just reading about people's lives was really like really really interesting <laughs> even though that's not something I want to do <laughs> but yeah yeah that's my those are my recommendations <laughs> yeah the self-help um, motivation books are certainly something I read like a good recommendation for you would be probably yeah seven habits of highly effective people I know um like it gives mm. you some good tips and um 
probably the resilience project gratitude empathy mindfulness um i'm not sure if you've heard of the stuff they do but um they've got like some really good strategies and yeah i think i i think they did a ted talk or something like that i think i think it sounds like <laughs> something i've uh i've listened to before but i'll definitely give it a read yeah i i've, I've been getting a bit into i think lockdown has really put me in like that self-help yeah <laughs> same, same. but it's um it's been interesting to like because i think some of them are really good but then other ones i'm reading and i'm just like mm, yeah i don't think so <laughs> but yeah definitely atomic habits definitely very good so i'll definitely give yeah, those other ones a read yeah yeah but 40 books Ella, like you're obviously doing uni and other stuff but that's a good motivator <laughs> for me because i've read 11 books so far this year and I, that's I, pretty good yeah i feel like that's pretty yeah. good but 40 books is next level so <laughs> i guess i'll try and you know maybe read 40 books next year but um slowly yeah build. oh in year 12 i think i read something like seven books and most of them were like ones for school i mean for um <laughs> like english so oh, but yeah, yeah um i have this app that like tracks my reading and then i basically like log in it's basically like goodreads if, if you if you have oh, that yeah, yeah. and then you basically that, log yeah. yeah yeah so you like log what you read but then it gives you like graphs like based on what you read so it gives you like a graph like how many books you read over time um what genres you usually read um what like moods you usually read and it's just because I, I really love data <laughs> which is, um, <laughs> i just like i love a good visual representation of like data about myself um like i always like grapple my like sack results and everything like I, i'm just obsessed with it so i'll, I'll yeah, send so, you a link yeah. but um yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh man okay so i spent too much time on that. that's my tip don't spend too much time on study scores calculator because yeah you'll drive yourself crazy <laughs> yeah. um but yeah definitely just having a data to look at myself and then every time I like finish reading a book it like adds to my little like collection and it shows me like how my daughter's changed and I'm just like oh oh my gosh um, this makes me happy I love, I love some good data <laughs> no that's awesome I have the website but I haven't logged anything so I'll make sure I do that um very mm. soon because I find um other people find it useful like you so might as well give it a go too yeah it's always it's good to find new stuff and look at reviews as well because sometimes i'll read a synopsis for a book and i'm like that's so cool and then i like read a bunch of reviews and people are like this is a terrible book and i'm like okay maybe maybe i won't <laughs> yeah <laughs> awesome so i've got a few more for you ella which is um mm -hmm. now called quick hands so five quick questions ella pineapple and pizza yes or no i don't love it but i don't mind i'm not gonna fight anyone about it I, I used to really like Hawaiian pizza though. That's not a really quick answer, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, English or maths? Oh, um, English, but not to study, just in general, because I like reading, but it gets too much to have to study a book. <laughs> Favorite book of all time? Oh, um, probably the Percy Jackson series. That's not one oh, book, yeah. but. <laughs> Yeah, I love Percy. Those were just amazing. There, yeah. there it is, just there. Oh, <laughs> um, where's your favourite place to visit in Melbourne? Oh, um, I really like the um, the gardens in um, near the uh, the botanical gardens. They're just yeah, really pretty. Yeah, yeah. And the fountain there is awesome. <laughs> and also, are you a morning or night person, Ella? I think I'm a bit of both. I have a terrible sleeping schedule. Like sometimes I'll be up, like I was up really, really late the other night because I couldn't sleep. I was up until like three or four. But then the other, like a couple of days before that, I went to bed really early and I woke up at 4 a.m. and got a bunch of stuff done. So it's really not a very healthy thing. <laughs> but uh, I guess it really depends on the activity. <laughs> but I guess I'm a bit of both. <laughs> Yeah, so ask me like one specific week. At the moment, I think I'm a night person, but like next week I might be a morning person again. So we'll see. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. I think I'm in a similar, but I try to mix it up. Like during lockdown, I think we're like in hard lockdown because of that case. But um, I was giving mm. like 5 a.m. wake ups to go for a week. I mean, it worked, mm. but it kind of didn't at like some stages. So yeah, it's good to try and yeah yeah i think in lockdown i've been mostly sleeping in especially because like last year i would have to wake up early for school but then in lockdown like you can just like open your laptop at eight fifty nine and hop into your first class <laughs> so like you don't have to worry as much but yeah <laughs> lockdown is just messed up with just my entire body clock i don't i don't care what especially in daylight savings now as well like my body doesn't care what time it is it 
it's just it's just going on vibes <laughs> no that's fair um i guess yeah even me it would take a few weeks to get used to the daylight savings but um i guess mm. you know speaking of a gap we did something about time which just into will probably touch on but we had to like write about everything yeah. about time so i guess yeah about time um two years ago we had this school production um and mm. myself and a few others had this ensemble role where we just like held the, like the pig mask and everything for animal farm and that was pretty fun just you know playing around but obviously you had like a supporting role compared to um, myself so what was that like and um, the amount of hours we actually had to put into that production was quite extraordinary oh. yeah yeah um, I guess you don't really you don't think about how long it or how much effort it takes to like put on a production until you're actually in one I guess like because you don't think a lot further than like the actors and then but then you have to think about oh all the backs behind the stage people all the people who are creating costumes all the music and stuff I really enjoyed it uh I guess like learning lines was definitely something that I did not do as diligently as I probably should have I'm really glad I didn't have as big as a role because and I think a lot of my lines are very similar because I was um I think I still have the I have the head uh up there from, <laughs> I was a donkey <laughs> yeah I just have it I, I didn't know what to do with it I got to keep it and I was like, well, I'm not going to throw it out, but I don't need this, but just hanging on my closet. <laughs> um, because I was like the old guy, I had a lot of my lines were just the same. I think the whole thing, because it was Animal Farm, I was I was the, the donkey and like my like metaphor was that I was like the person who could see everything happening, but like couldn't do anything about it or something like that. So like all of my lines were just like, oh, the pigs are bad. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, and it was, I, I tried to practice with Jacinta, but we had literally no scenes together. So we couldn't learn our lines together <laughs> but um yeah it, it was really really fun and um, definitely like a really great experience to get to know everyone because um yeah I think I made a lot of friends especially when I did the production when I was in year nine which I don't yeah you weren't in because I, I think oh, yeah, there weren't any year sevens apart yeah. from Tom oh, yeah. um yeah <laughs> um yeah but then it was like interesting to see all the younger people because there was only one other year 12 in there with me so um it was good to see like me all the younger people who were in the um play well. oh no sorry two two people in year 12 but oh no three never mind i'm getting <laughs> everything it's been ages <laughs> yeah. but yeah it was really fun anyway just meeting new people who, who all like the same things you know all like theater i feel like um stevie definitely convinced a fair few of us in like drama to give that a go so no yeah. it was an awesome experience and i guess you'd probably say the same like we actually learned a fair bit like about um i guess stage play and i guess how that works because it's like sticky tape all over the um set and everything so yeah it's just yeah and probably like that that's probably what would help with your public speaking then as well because <laughs> i guess <laughs> yeah yeah credit to stevie um and just quickly obviously we had jacinta mm. on the pod i think she actually this time just walked into year. the room just oh, really? trying to be silent yeah that's what, that's why i kept looking over because i heard the door squeaking and um yep <laughs> awesome um so i think we touched on this bit you got into the horror movie even though you're not a fan of horror so how would you kind of um i guess talk us through that like how did that eventually um well it was halloween and we weren't doing anything so i was like well i feel like we have to i was like listen to we're grown-ups now we have to watch (laughs) scary movies um and i I'd, i'd already seen the movie i actually went to go see it with a bunch of people when it came out but it was before a 15 COVID. plus movie. Yeah, yeah before, before COVID. Oh. <laughs> um, it was a 15 plus movie, but I was only 14 and like 10 months or something. So, how did so you I, we, we just called my mom and she came and watched the movie with us. Oh, right. <laughs> Which was just such a weird decision in hindsight, but we were like, okay, well, we're already here. What are we going to do? So then we all went out for lunch with my mom and then we all went and watched the movie and um, we all were terrified. My mum especially, because she really doesn't like horror movies as well. So she's a legend yeah. for doing that. <laughs> and then um, now I'm 18, so I can go see any movie that I like. And I don't have to. I don't have to bring my mum if I don't if I don't <laughs> want to. But, <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just like, just we need to watch a movie and because it is like it's a scary movie, but it's not one of those like haunting ones that's gonna have you thinking about it for like the next you know five years. And it's also like pretty funny. So like when it's not scary, you're like laughing. So I was like, we can do this. And she really didn't enjoy it, but I enjoyed it because I got to watch her suffer. So it was kind of, <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> no, it's pretty funny. Um, Yeah, I'd love to see a horror movie um, at cinemas because like, it's kind of like a challenge, you know, like obviously we're not fans mm-hmm. of horror, but like sitting through that is kind of like, you know, conquering a fear in some ways. 
Yeah, it's it's very different to watching it. I mean, I, I would never watch a horror movie by myself. That's just too scary. Yeah, but like, no, just from like <laughs> watching it with one person is very different to like watching it in a cinema because like everyone's kind of like sitting by themselves, but they're like having the shared experience of watching the the movie. And um, yeah, def- definitely would be very different. But I'm a bit too scared to do that. I mean, you know, I feel like we've mentioned can't do it because of COVID anymore. Anyway, like a million times. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it anymore because of COVID. Um, I think just being in a cinema like popcorn and like chalk top is just like i miss that (laughs) yeah yeah i got to go see the the black widow movie like in what just the cinemas were open for like a couple weeks yeah i saw space jam so it was like yeah pretty similar yeah that was really nice yeah then hopefully i'll be able to watch shang chi once um yeah everyone wants to see that so um people are saying it's like one of the top five mile movies ever so i'm really excited to watch. yeah that's a very big call but um (laughs) i know that that, that, like includes the avengers so must be very good (laughs) to wrap up ella like what's next for you in 2021 and beyond like what would you say are your maybe top three goals um to the listeners oh okay um well i think i trying to figure out what I want to do after uni is <laughs> really important. Yeah. Um, so I'm trying to think about whether I want to do a master's degree or trying to even just look for like potential jobs that I could do. <laughs> um, definitely something I need to figure out in the next couple of years um, before I graduate. Um, I really want to learn how to code over the holidays because Ooh. I think it's a really important skill. And um, yeah. I, I, I work for my mom and it's an office job and, there's just some really inefficient processes that could definitely be sped up if I learned how to code and did something. So I'm going to try and take some sort of um, either an online class or some sort of summer class to take so I can learn how to code. I mean, I think it's just an important skill to know how to use like computers better <laughs> in general. Um, that and I think just go out and meet some more uni friends as well once I'm allowed to because I have met a lot of people, but um, I would really like to get out and meet people meet more people because you know um starting uni i really thought that i was gonna go and have you know some big adventures but (laughs) (laughs) i just just stay home all the time it's been upsetting but i really want to take advantage of the fact that once i do get out once i am allowed to go out i really want to take advantage of the fact that i that i can go out and so meet a bunch of people and just have some fun Yeah, we all need to have some fun sometimes. And I guess, Ella, you've got like yeah. three more years left of uni, I think. So still plenty of time to party. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank <laughs> God. Yeah, no, um, And yeah, Ella, it's been a, I guess, pleasure catching up and, you know, reminiscing about leadership um, and Mac because like I've learned a fair bit um, off you with like college captain, like, um, and obviously public speaking, the main one, um, I'm sure I'll take a few tips from this episode, but um, it was great to chat, um, learn more about like uni as well, like the double degree, like it's incredible, two different like, facets as well, and um, I'm sure the listeners um, have learned a fair bit, and um, we'll try the backflips, but maybe not to the degree <laughs> you do it, so maybe um, get catch a crash up mat. <laughs> soon. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome, thanks Ella. Thank you for having me. Thank you.